0: I think Hello, that we are.
1: everyone.
0: What up, though?
1: How everyone been?
2: Oh, living the dream.
1: <laughs> living the, the dream.
3: Every wow. day is a new adventure, and by that I mean nothing new at all. I mean,
1: well, I hope while you're in quarantine, you guys are staying clean, you know, and uh, taking advantage of our new partner. Manscaped,
2: oh yeah, I, I used it's to important. keep my used to keep my balls clean for hygiene. now I do it for fun. looks oh. strange times in the quarantine
4: or at the point in quarantine where putting on clothes at home is just optional, right so yeah. <laughs> for the wife, you gotta clean it up if you're Smart. just gonna be walking around naked
1: <laughs> do it for your significant other not for you be sure to check out manscape and use the code dnvr20 for 20 percent off and free shipping at manscape.com right now you can get the perfect package 3.0 kit that comes with the new and improved lawnmower 3.0 that and i don't i don't i'm not happy that i know these things but like you guys have talked about how it has a little flashlight like oh, a yeah. little light on it um well, that know,
5: that's important. It can get dark down there. Look, You got to be able to see. You don't want to be working blind. And that's not an area of life you want to be working blind. That, right. that is necessary. Stuff.
2: Well said. They,
3: they don't refer to it as where the sun don't shine for no reason.
1: Okay. So, where well, the LED
2: light shines. Baby. Where the LED light does
3: shine.
1: All right, guys. Well, there is a, there is a little light there on the new lawnmower for, for you to be able to use millions of balls are about to be Nick free thanks to manscapes, advanced skin safe technology. So yeah, as you guys have already heard rave reviews from everyone (laughs) on this panel besides me, of course. So don't forget to use the promo code DNVR20 for 20% off and free shipping.
5: Nobody out. Three and two on Charlotte.
0: Jokic gets it across the timeline. Gets a high pick and pop with Murray. Lindsey breaking through. Taken away by Nathan McKinnon. Two on two with Landis guy. He has done it again. Vaughn Miller, ladies and gentlemen. dog two hands. Nikola Jokic. Send me by Grubauer with the left pad. Oh, goodness gracious me. Take it good the block. You won't see it for long. Two-run
5: home run. Trevor Story. Lock. ends so on. Touchdown. 2 for sudden got it all bad
1: Welcome into the Denver Sports Podcast presented by Breckenridge Brewery. And it's, we, oh, there you go. Nice
4: crack. I was good. Oh, I yeah. felt like we
1: were back in our studio.
4: Bruno and Drew drinking before too, back in our studio. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. You know I, also,
1: I also have a beer here. I have their Mountain Beach Sour.
5: I got to get that. I got to get my hands on one of them. Oh. It's such a more satisfying sound over a mic than it is. It really is. Just sitting next to a person.
2: You know what I realized yesterday? I was, like, nostalgic for that time where we would all drink break brews together in that cramped little office. But when <laughs> life returns to normal, we're probably not, uh, we're not going back there, are we?
1: Mm-mm.
2: We have a bar. Yeah. I really did forget about
1: yeah. <laughs> crazy, crazy. crazy stuff.
3: And you don't even have to crack the beers because they're just on tap. Oh, yeah.
1: There you go. Oh, but I'm going to miss the cracking sound.
3: (laughs) Well, you can still buy Breck brews from, like, Davidsons. (laughs) Right.
1: All right. Well, of course, we are all drinking our beer. This is their new uh, Session Sour. You described that as, Ryan, just more crushable sour, right?
3: Yeah, exactly. Designed (laughs) to be drinking in volume.
1: It's really, really good. Bright and tart with pineapple, lime, and guava, How's the fruit?
2: Is it, like, very fruity, or is it faint? Like, what do you...
1: It's faint, but it still tastes like a normal sour... Mm. It's, like, less soury than a lot of sour beers, but it still tastes like a sour, and the fruit doesn't, like, mess
5: with that. It sounds so good right
1: now.
3: I definitely got Drew's attention when I said it's, like, a tropical Colorado
5: core. Mm. Yeah, that 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 sold me, because uh, I'm a big fan of that Colorado core. And I like like the really sour beers too. So like I'll go down that right, but route, but you can only drink one, maybe two of those over the course of like two and a half hours. Right, right. But I'm a Colorado core that's just tropical, if that's what that is. Ooh, crushable. Right. RK doesn't even know how true that was. <laughs> they were going to get crushed.
1: All right. Well, <laughs> just a reminder, their beer is amazing, but you can also order food from the ho- farmhouse and have oh, it yeah. free delivered. If you use the code DNVR, you'll get $5 off your meal. I did that yesterday and got stocked up with some Mountain Peach, Mountain Beach. I don't know why I keep saying Mountain Peach. Mountain Beach, Strawberry Sky, and Resolution. And then I also got had one of their pulled pork sandwiches, got mm-hmm. here in 30 minutes. It was a fantastic dinner. So do not forget to use the farmhouse, especially this weekend. It, I know it doesn't feel like a Friday because all the days are just the same day. Is but, it Friday? <laughs> <laughs> but remind yourself that it's a Friday and treat yourself to some delicious farmhouse food. Let's move into some friendly banter. We've got a lot of people talking about the beards in this uh, <laughs> In this live uh TDS beards ranked RK drew Rudo alley vote
3: Whoa, Whoa.
6: Rough.
1: Then Harrison said Drew's quarantine beard is on point
4: Yeah Drew was robbed of the top spot in the beard, oh, beard. Right. I'll give that to Whoa. him as well Didn't
2: you have this beard
4: Oh
1: true <laughs> quarantine
3: Yeah I'm bringing in this like you know I have got this upper cheek scruff here this is
2: oh, new I like for that me. Yeah yeah I got bullied into shaving. Not that it looked good, but the foot was put down. That's what
1: Ryan was trying to do to Henry last podcast we recorded. He was trying to bully him to use his Manscaped products on his puby beard. Scruff
2: scruff Henry's a weird look. Henry needs to look precisely nine years old for my brain to to really comprehend.
3: Uh, I I also like Drew's background um, decorations there yeah a lot of thought went into that Uh,
2: is that a dnvr sticker pack there drew
3: (laughs) it's a dnvr sticker pack that is tacked on the (laughs) wall didn't even (laughs) even use the sticky feature. i
5: I got i got taxed for that i had a a hat hanging up too but that fell down uh so it's just (laughs) sitting there
1: (laughs) um henry commented on the periscope said i used to look 16 now i just look bad (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh. <laughs> see I this is what you did to him ryan
6: We've
3: We've hurt him since henry's listening i'll actually share i think that week four of his quarantine beard is actually starting to come into his own
1: there you go look at that henry all right well let's go around how's everyone doing rudo we'll start with you how's your quarantine day 750
4: i mean Today is a good day because DNVR Watches is hitting up the first ever game of Kale McCarr, so I'm excited Ah. for that. That's that's what's keeping me going, basically.
3: I gotta be honest. Other than Game 7 of the Cup Finals, this is the most excited I've been for DNVR Watches yet. Oh, and the the LIB finale, of course. Um, (laughs) But I'm so excited for this one because I was at this game... And I think I've shared on this podcast before that it's one of my favorite sports moments I've ever been a part of when Kale scored that goal. And spoiler alert, I guess. And uh, I've never seen like the TV broadcast. So I'm really excited to see because being in the stadium, the buzz that led up to that oh goal was unlike anything I've experienced. I want to see if you can feel that through the TV
4: I definitely could when it happened. I I still remember. Uh, you can hear the arena. That almost even more when McCarr takes his first shift in that game. That oh, you can just hear everyone lose their minds. It's so dope.
2: And and is so good in those moments. Too. Oh yeah. As far yeah. as the
4: broadcast, he he nails that. When story. he gets the hype going, he, oh, everybody yeah. feels it.
6: Oh, it, was being, so co- it was just so. It
3: was just so cool that, because. Uh... Go ahead, Alex <laughs>
4: <laughs> I'll go. I'll go.
1: <laughs> Being in Pepsi Center for that, just the whole the whole game when you knew Kale McCarr was going in there, it was like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. And then the the Abs were already like picking it up. You could tell they were like ready to go, coming off, tying the series at one one. And just I will never forget. I think that was the loudest I've ever heard Pepsi Center in person when Kale scored the goal.
3: Yeah, it was so cool. Going into the stadium and like at the bar around the bars around the stadium and stuff because the entire conversation you know this is a playoff game there's a lot of storylines everyone everywhere was only talking about Kale like bar none so when you're like waiting in line to get in it's just Kale 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 when you get into the stadium the people next to you are talking about Kale when he gets on the ice like like Rudo said there's like this underlying buzz of all this little chatter of everyone being like oh there he is there he is let's go like so. I'm really, really excited for this one.
4: Yeah. It's
1: going to be awesome.
4: This whole series, and I made the argument for game two, which we just mm-hmm. played, but you could very well make the argument of the first game of Kale Makar, is the moment that the Avalanche fan base started to believe that this team was for real again. Um, it had mm. been a long time since they'd really been contenders, and I love the 2001 team. It's it's one of the greatest moments in hockey history, let alone Avalanche history, but the fan base was a little bit different back then. The abs were a powerhouse from day one when they came to Denver and there were expectations of that team to be good. When Kale McCarr stepped on the ice, there were none and he completely blew it out of the water.
1: Oh, it was amazing. I'm really excited to watch that game tonight. The nuggets are off tonight. We're given, we're given the nuggets a free Friday night, um, family night for some like Adam to just go enjoy, but we will be back on Monday with more nuggets and then, Drew, what are we watching for the Rockies this afternoon?
5: We are now to our third game in the 2018 season. A uh, really wow. good one for the Rockies. We've already seen uh, Nolan Arenado and Luis Perdomo get into it. That was awesome. That was the last game that we did. Um, we got Rockies at Nationals with uh, hero Ian Desmond. I don't know if you've ever heard of him before, if that name has been spoken out loud and – around these parts before, but uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's pretty interesting to see, especially now in hindsight, knowing where the nationals would end up just a year and a half later, mm-hmm. uh, seeing this upward trajectory for the Rockies. And actually it'll become an emerging story throughout that 2018 season. The, the Rockies kind of pummeled the nationals uh, who would go on to win the world series the next year, but the Rockies made a big part of their 91 win season and get into that wild card game in and taking the nationals apart so kind of interesting in hindsight
1: yeah definitely we've got a comment on here look i can put the comment on from the periscope no, on a that's similar dope. note should dnvr watches do a rewatch of joke miss once <coughs> these playoffs are over
3: i believe it's pronounced yoke miss
1: yoke oh yeah
2: <laughs> yeah but that would get me to um <laughs> yes that might be fun that might be that's a good one kate i'll have to go to uh I'll go to the decision makers with that. We'll Definitely see what happens. Definitely
1: check that out. And then Kate also said, also should rewatch the Rockies 2007 run.
5: Yeah, we would be doing that now if if Major League Baseball had made that available for yeah. sure. That, that would be a whole lot of fun. And then you wouldn't even have to cherry pick games. We could literally just start September 1st, baby, and watch every single game of that run. I would do that in a heartbeat. Uh, petition Major League Baseball to make those games available. I'll drop what I'm doing. We'll all drop what we're doing. It's the greatest. It's one of the greatest sports months in the history of this town. Uh, it, it was amazing. And every single one of those games is entertaining. Has crazy stuff that goes on. Garrett Atkins sits inside the park home run. Sure. Uh, just, just the weirdest. Um, I like get Takashi Saito who hadn't blown a save. That's like the game. It gets kicked off on mm-hmm. uh, the Dodgers yep. closer who hadn't blown a save all right. year. Uh, And then works around Matt Holliday, who should have been MVP that year because you would work around him. And then Todd Helton coming through with a home run over the wall. And I will watch that game five times if you let me.
4: It's Uh, it's nice when the run is twenty-nine wins out of thirty games. But
5: (laughs) (laughs) it's a good run. It's a good stretch.
3: I think it's so ridiculous how like the NFL is like hey have every game for the last 10 years and the NBA is like hey NBA league pass is free and you can watch these games or whatever and MLB is like okay hear us out here we'll give you a one minute package of every game but you have to install the latest flash player if you want to play the yeah. <laughs> like the MLB is like so short-sighted when it comes to this it's
2: almost uh, like they don't want you to see it They're like come to the ballpark yep. you know Right. Every other league just wants you to to eat their appetizers right now.
1: Uh, we've got D Line Co. Eric saying, "What percentage of people on this pod have an open beer?" I
3: believe it's sixty percent.
1: Let's cheers the people. Can here. I
3: make it eighty percent? Oh, yeah,
1: they- oh. <laughs> am I surprised? Am I surprised? Not one bit. Yeah.
3: I just have Jim. my water bottle,
2: but at least it's branded. Man, rudo has got such a fun brand. <laughs> yeah, we I should all rebrand beer. as Rudo. Go on YouTube sometimes.
1: Harrison wrote, Drew, please watch the Rockies game five times in a row. You have to do it now.
5: Challenge accepted. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think I was going to do with
2: my weekend? right?
1: All right. Well, we do have some current events, some things ha- that happened this week. I, I believe we're going to be doing these, uh, the Denver Sports Podcast, on Fridays. That way, we can accumulate what happened in the entire week as news, so we can talk about it. Since what? you know, there's there so much going on. There isn't that much sports news, <laughs> but there was something that happened mm-hmm. late Wednesday night. The Denver Nuggets general manager Arturiz Carnishavis? Yeah. yeah, there you go. I said it right. Oh. Yeah. Was finalizing a deal to become the Chicago's Bulls new executive vice president of basketball operations. Nailed
3: it. Nice. You got Wait, so you got Carnishavis but you couldn't get Chicago? What did I say? <laughs> Chicago's.
1: Oh. All right. Well, you know what? I'm going to mute you. I have the power or I'm just going to kick you out, Ryan. <laughs> Anyways, Uh, Brendan, you guys were on a live when this news (laughs) came in. So some of the Nuggets fans that we've got were able to hear your instant takeaways, but other fans might not know what this means for the team. So what'd you think of the move? Are you, are we sad to see him go?
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, but I think the operative word here is probably just inevitable. I think this is the fourth or fifth interview that I know of. Um, so that's a strong, at least that he's had in the last year or so. He is a guy who's viewed league wide as capable of of making the decisions and running the show. And the only reason he's not in Denver is because of Tim Connelly, who of course is president of basketball operations. And with the way this team keeps getting better every year, regardless of what you think of them getting it done and winning a title, Tim's not going anywhere. So this is sort of, um, this happens. This is kind of a shed your skin kind of moment for a team that's ascending the way Denver has to contender status. You get there by building a great staff, but look, I mean, Chicago is a still a great job. It's a really big market. It's the Bulls. There's a lot of history there, but B they can pay you a lot. And a lot more than Denver's paying him right now. So, you know, that salary is let's just say doubling we'll guess and his responsibilities. He's in charge now. So good for him. Um, He always wanted this and he was always going to get this opportunity and the truth is Denver was never going to keep him unless they moved on from Tim. Yeah. So you, you lose some insight here. You lose some valuable insight. But again, this to me, this is more so it goes than um, the sky is falling.
3: So can I ask then the, the, the elephant in the room, which sure. is Nikola Jokic and everyone thinks or, or people who are paranoid – Think that, OK, well, now once Nikola hits free agency again, he's going to want to go join Arturis in Chicago. And it's I think it's also important to mention, which I'm sure you were going to anyway, but uh, that there is a huge, huge collection of Serbian fans in Chicago.
2: And Arturis played as big a role as anyone in Jokic, not just coming over to the Nuggets, but honestly, identifying Jokic as an NBA caliber player. We know now he's an MVP caliber player. There's a timeline. If Arturis is a little less bullish, I don't know if another team takes that second round flyer. I don't know if he does come over even after he's been drafted. So there's a relationship there. There's the Serbian fan base. Um, Yeah, man, I get like, it's possible it's on the table, but if you're a Nuggets fan just for the sake of your sanity, um, don't do it until you have to. We'll get there. But between now, what Jokic is not going to do is force himself out of Denver under any circumstances. Um, He's just not that kind of guy. So he's here. He's here until he's not. um, And maybe he stays forever. So, you know, just enjoy it while it's here and and don't get ahead of yourself.
1: I heard a few um, people cite sources that Tim Connelly actually played a big part in him getting that job because then that's a good sign that the Nuggets wanted him to go get more money and kind of move on. it,
2: It falls in line with a lot of what the Nuggets are trying to sell right now, which is, Hey, we're an organization that will do right by you in an industry where that doesn't happen often. And, you know, I think part of it is if you're Denver, it's not the the biggest wallets from ownership. Um, And obviously you're not going to like bring key free agents over here that it's never really happened. So if you're setting yourself up as a place where, hey, I can trust these guys. I will get better here. I'll be a part of a healthy culture, if nothing else. um, That's something they really want to exude right now. So I think it's natural. You know, Tim is is friendly with Arturis professionally and personally. I think it's natural that the Bulls would, of course, inquire. Um, and, and Tim would, of course, say nice things. I think that's that's just sort of how these things kind of go. Um, but look, I mean, the, Denver's not bitter. Like, they knew they weren't going to give Arturis the shot he deserved. And they were very happy to, to hand him to a place where he can he can rise now
5: and he can do his own thing.
1: So now begins the search. They're so search.
5: good at that. That's so nice of them. They're, they're very Malik Beasley of them. I mean, they're not going to look, here's the thing, man. They were oh, they, everybody else in the NBA. No, no, you're right. I think they wouldn't I match think the salary. Right. Right.
2: You know, he, he'd be gone no matter what. And they're definitely right. not going to match his salary to run basketball operations when he's second in command over here. So it's a bummer. I'm not trying to sugarcoat it. Yeah. But this isn't something the Nuggets did or didn't do. This is just what happens in the NBA.
3: And I love what you said, uh, the metaphor there of shedding the skin, like. This is the truth. If you are good, you lose staff members. It's just yes. the way it is. If you're if no one is getting plucked from you, then you are bad.
2: You're doing something wrong. Yeah. Exactly.
1: So now comes the search for a new GM. Do you think there's a chance that the franchise looks um from within and maybe promotes uh, Calvin Booth?
2: Yeah. I Who's think the that's current the current
1: le- assistant GM.
2: Yeah, that's the leading theory right now amongst media. Um, Calvin's certainly in line for that job, they like him in Denver. To me, the big hang up there, the if would be um, if Calvin leaves with our turrets and goes to Mm. Chicago um, or if any, you know, we're also wondering to find out if any of the coaching staff leaves, which is possible, but barring any movement, um, I do think Calvin's next in line for the job. And that's another guy who's had some interest and has interviewed with some teams over the last year or two.
1: You know, I have some insight here. I don't think Calvin Booth will leave just because I know his favorite restaurant in Denver is Mm. Uncle. And you know, who, you're no, not yeah. going to get that. There's no uncle in
2: Chicago. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Apparently, I uh, I saw him at uh, Uncle uh, in the Highlands one night after a Nuggets game, after a Nuggets win. Actually, after the last Nuggets game at the Pepsi Center. Oh wow. That's
2: he's um crazy. He's mm-hmm. a great hang, Calvin Booth.
1: He's, yeah, uh, he was really nice, and the the owner, or I think one of the managers there, talked his ear off for so long and he was so nice but he the manager came over to us after and he was like oh yeah he comes here like once or twice a week and he lives really far away apparently
2: (laughs) that's awesome calvin's the man we've we've gotten to spend some time with him um in personal settings and you know he was in the league not that long ago so i've had cool conversations with him about like what it was like to guard tim duncan shaquille Mm -hmm. o'neal he's still kind of current And so he's very connected in the NBA. He's well-respected, well-liked by players, coaches, front office personnel alike. So that would be a a great internal move to to fill the position with Calvin, I think.
1: Uh, Eric just wrote on the Periscope, how about Chauncey?
2: Yeah, I don't know. Look, man, the Chauncey thing, we all know why that would be cool, because he's one of the coolest people that's ever been born. And because he's just like Mr. Colorado. It's such a natural fit. but. What do we know about Chauncey as a GM? Not a lot. Um, what do we know about the history of of players kind of sliding into that position without necessarily taking the traditional path? Um, it doesn't always work out. So I'm not huge on that just because of the all that's up in the air. Um, and I think you want to make a safer player right now. Not but
4: everybody I, can be Joe Sackick.
2: It's it's fine. <laughs> exactly. And and maybe Chauncey's incredible. Well,
1: that's actually but. true.
2: But it's just yeah, yeah I mean, it's go ahead, Ryan.
3: Oh, I was just gonna say you have John Elway and Joe Sackick both doing it. It's kind of funny. It's like a, it's a very um, easy move to make for an organization to put someone who the fans already love in a position right. like this. Yeah. I actually personally think Chauncey would be as good as you can possibly find Probably. in terms of Probably. former players to do this for the Nuggets. Um, it would definitely be exciting. Um, I could, but they've been kind of they've been on a certain path for such a long time that this would be a a, a different move, but maybe that's like, you know, maybe internally they're thinking, okay, well, you know, this was the A to B path that we're taking. Now we got to take the B to C path. And maybe that path does involve bringing Chauncey into the fold. It
4: it is very different though, right? The abs were in the dumpster of the league when they brought in Joe Sakic, So it was like, if we suck still, it's fine. Joe (laughs) Sackick, look, distraction. And then it turns out Joe Sackick was good and everybody wins but to be in the middle of potentially contending as the Nuggets are, taking that risk seems a You bit don't
2: really much. experiment. Right, right
4: you know? exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
3: And the Broncos were in the same place. You know, they're coming off the Josh McDaniels era. They've got the number uh, two pick in the draft when they yep. bring
2: in John Elway. Right.
1: We, we had um, <coughs> Harrison add in Chauncey wants the money yeah, as that well. Yeah, too.
2: that too. Which, you know, even for Chauncey, I don't know if the Cronkies are, are going to pay him what he's looking for.
1: All right. Well, the other big news that we found out today was the fact, I guess, I don't know if you would call it big news, but it is the fact that Major League Baseball is really trying to find a bunch of different ways to find a way to play games during this whole coronavirus. And right now there is talk about having a radical plan that would eliminate the American League and the National League for 2020. And combine six divisions is that what I'll let you take over (laughs) Give a little more information it's kind of crazy I just all I know there is the grapefruit league right and the cactus league (laughs)
5: yeah nailed it uh yeah that that's pretty much all you really need to know it's that the teams who uh normally play in Florida for spring training in the grapefruit league would return there to all of those facilities and the teams who normally play in Arizona for the Cactus League that's where the Rockies do uh would all return there and those teams would play each other and kind of makeshift divisions that were that I have no idea what they're based on looking at them they they seem to be thrown together somewhat randomly but with with a a small sense of fairness at least to them they seem to have taken some parity into consideration but uh
1: yeah, the Northeast North division in the Cactus League would have the Cubs, the Giants, the Diamondbacks, the Rockies, and the A's.
4: Yes. The Rockies without it. the Dodgers in the division. I'll take that all day. <laughs> and Cubs
3: tears multiple times during the season. Always sign me up for Cubs tiers. Please. Yeah.
5: Yeah. Cubs are in a really weird spot right now in their franchise history. They're trying to sell off a bunch of stuff. They've lost a lot of people. They've lost their manager. They've lost their GM. They're actively trying to shop people. Um, They, the giants are just bad. Um, The, and so there's no powerhouse in that division. As you mentioned, no Dodgers means no powerhouse. Now now I'm not sure there's anyone. You're just totally going to stomp. The giants might not be that bad. The Diamondbacks are okay. And they've gotten better. Uh, The A's always seem to find a way to stick around, but honestly, this is like the best the Rockies could have hoped for in a scenario like this, if they run forward with what's being suggested right now.
1: Do you think this is a good way, a good possible way to handle this, at least to get some games going in Florida and Arizona?
5: I mean, it's it's better than nothing. It's, uh, you know, I mean, there, there's all kinds of questions. I'll leave whether or not this actually works with regards to the social distancing rules to the yeah. experts, obviously. Right. But like um, whether or not this would create good and interesting baseball. Yes, I think it will. I, I think there's no way it wouldn't even with empty stadiums uh, and to the two teams playing each other. And the electronic strike zone, of course, I'm very excited about. Um <laughs> So, I know, so I saw
1: someone tweet at you like, who would have thunk that this oh, is what oh yeah. it would take to get that Drew? <laughs> uh,
5: who would have thought? And it'll be interesting, uh, you know, I think if it's really good, players won't want to go back to the old way. This could be how we actually end up uh, with the electronic strike zone. But I do think that um, for the casual audience... One of the downsides of baseball is that there's a couple thousand games and you never know how much you should care about any of them. And your team may be out of it halfway through the season and it can be a difficult trudge to to follow. And so if they have a season where, yeah, it's, 80 or 90 games and you're playing now the Oakland A's are in your division. Now we got to learn all these guys and, you know, we're going to develop a new rivalry or maybe that rivalry with the Cubs sparks back up from the wild card game a few years ago. And uh, they still said you would play everyone in your division 12 times. And so we got a truncated season. That's a lot of time to build rivalry and have some great games and and get to a postseason. So I think, yeah, they're like, The ideas are crazy, and normally, in any other normal circumstance, I would hate stuff like this. But now, it's rock and roll. I
3: love it. I love that you're here for the chaos. I I mean, I already hate the Cubs, so let's let's get that rivalry going.
4: Is it American League only or National League only?
3: What do you mean? Well, so,
5: that, the, so that's the weird thing, right? Is that like it, there would be American League teams and National League teams well, in each other's divisions. The point I'm fine. getting
4: at is DH or not.
5: Oh, yeah. uh, the proposal I read said that they would implement a universal designated hitter. Okay.
4: Um, and there's another uh,
3: evolution that probably needed to happen anyway. Or right. go the other way.
4: Yeah,
5: I had to go no. the other way
4: myself. but
5: Which sadly was never going to happen.
4: Yeah. Well, yeah. Pitchers hitting is boring, but. It is what it is. Yeah. So this
1: this new proposal came out earlier today. Have you heard from any players or any any from the coaches, their perspective on having this sort of play, play out? Uh,
5: I haven't seen any of that yet. The Rockies just did a, a phone or press conference with uh, one of the pitching coaches for us yesterday, and so this kind of wasn't out there yet. Uh, I'll, I'll be interested. I'll contact some people and see what they think. The handful of uh, Rockies players that have been in contact through this stuff are, as you would expect, they, they, they want to get out there and play as soon as they can. They understand, though, they're going to follow the rules and, and yeah. do what they need to. But, yeah, you give any of these guys the option between baseball and empty stadiums in the same park every single day and we're only going to play 70 games or no baseball at all that's an easy 100% no brainer every time. And that's
3: one thing. And I I don't want to get too deep into this because I know that there are some very strong opinions on both sides of it. But one thing that I think is a little bit being overlooked here when people talk about like, oh, you're going to make them be away from their families for this much time or this and that is like all of the players who have been outspoken so far have been saying things like just find a way for us to play. I mean, in the end, While, of course, they would love to be with their families, it's probably more beneficial for their families for them to make the millions of dollars they're set to make this year if they play baseball.
5: (laughs) Such a good point. Yeah. We all agree. You know, it's. (laughs) Yeah, I I would like to see, you know, if it's still going to be kind of iffy when they start up again, some kind of provision for guys that really aren't sure if it's safe you know we'll we'll see about all that i i do feel a bit iffy about forcing yeah. people into a situation that they may not feel is safe uh and uh yeah, or, yeah, I think or I we think you chastise them be... for not showing up i
3: i think you definitely won't be able to force anyone to do anything i think there'll have to be an option and in the agreements with the mlbpa where they say okay here's the option, if you if you choose to opt out here, which you can do, there are still benefits or whatever. You'll still be covered by that like you know that sort of stuff. You'll have to create a situation, but I think by and large, you will see well over ninety five percent of the players want right. to play baseball.
1: And right. I mean, all over the sports world, people are trying to make these types of adjustments. Last week, we heard about the NBA and talks of having everything being held in Vegas. Has there been any more discussion about that, Brendan, that you've heard?
2: Nothing decided, but yeah, it's still on the table. I mean, it's – everything is on the table right now. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a weird – it's there's no, like, favorable move, you know what I mean? But they're looking at everything, and
5: um, yeah, it's chaos. So if I can tell a quick um, story just because, you know, this is kind of the topic or whatever. So I, I watched WrestleMania last weekend, which is one of the very few live yeah, events that still – Yeah, so they managed to figure out ways to do it. It's in an empty stadium. They limited the number of competitors that could be out there at a time, but it's kind of similar to what we're talking about, placing certain restrictions, but still going forward with it. They did some stuff that was pre-taped. And I'll say this, as a fan of that general product, it was one of the most creative and interesting weekends of wrestling I have seen in a very, very long time. And I think Mm -hmm. that all of the professional sports could have an opportunity to do something like that. Like, it's not going to be the same and it's going to feel weird. It did, it felt weird and, but it, but it ended up being, I think a really good thing. Uh, so True. there's a positive example.
1: I just don't understand how wrestling is still a thing when you're, like, sweating and on top of each other and, like, that is not social distancing at all compared to even golf or tennis or and, uh, any of these other sports that are not that intense. Like, you're literally, like, on top of each other sometimes. I think it's crazy that wrestling is still a thing.
3: And if you're going to be sweating and on top of each other, make sure you use the code
5: DNVR20 <laughs> when you hit up Manscaped. <laughs> <laughs> okay well uh, no i yeah i i have no idea how they <laughs> they managed to do that i guess i guess the idea is that they're all in course close quarters already anyway right and that would be the idea with baseball players because if you're throwing a baseball back and forth between bare hands it doesn't matter that you're six feet apart
2: i also think part of the idea is that vince mcmahon doesn't care <laughs> well that's one that that is also 100 correct yeah
1: all right well speaking of chaos I think it's going to be chaos this weekend with more snow on the horizon after Ugh. such beautiful Shut up, weather. But you know, Shut up. Brendan, you got to get your snowplow ready and you know who could help you with your snowplow needs? Is
2: it Denver Rubber Company?
1: Yes, exactly.
2: <laughs> I don't do well on quizzes. So, yeah.
1: Denver Rubber Company is your one-stop shop for anything snowplow, but it's not just snowplows, guys. They... Uh, they can do die cut gaskets, molded rubber, custom contract manufacturing and, um, create custom hoses. They really do it all. So don't forget to call them for any of your snowplow needs custom. I already said all of those things that you can call them for at 1-800-259-0010 or visit them at drcfirst.com slash GNVR and tell them who sent you I don't want more snow, guys. <laughs>
3: Hold on. I have a take on this. The snow <laughs> on the snow? Yes. Okay. The snow when it snows, I actually like it because then I don't feel compelled to go do things. Like when it's beautiful out, coarse oh, deal sounds amazing. Okay.
2: All right, yeah. I'm picking it up. I, I see what you're saying. I'm picking up Thank where you're you. putting
1: it up. No. So so you're excited no. for the snow. I'm right? sold.
2: Yes. I mean I don't I don't have to shovel it or go anywhere. So I actually see Ryan's point. I'm with it.
1: I guess that's true. Um, we'll finish up with the current events. There isn't much to talk about this um, on this topic, Ruto, but unfortunately another Avs player has tested positive for the coronavirus. According to the league, he has not been in contact with any players or staff, so that's good. But now that is three players on the Avs who have tested positive.
4: Yeah. Uh, We don't know the names of anyone, but three players have tested positive. The first two have already fully recovered at this point, which makes this third one a little bit odd Mm -hmm. because he apparently contracted it over two weeks after quarantine had started, which means he got it after the season was over. Yeah. So that doesn't seem great. Uh, But regardless, there are eight players in the NHL now that have tested positive and... Like the type of systems that baseball has been talking about and basketball is still considering, I think that pretty much rules it out for the NHL as an option. Or if they do it, everyone would have to be tested in the league and anyone who tested positive would have to be held out until they're completely recovered.
2: That's that's what it like. Nothing. None of this can be done right until you know that your players yeah. are 100 percent healthy. Yeah. Exactly.
3: I mean, widespread testing is going to have to be the very first barrier you have to right. be able to test and and not just for the sports. It has to be everyone in in America has to be able to have good access to tests because it's not like you can be taking away important tests from. So you just have to you'll they'll have to get to a point where you can test anyone at any time an unlimited amount of times honestly because like like they were talking about with the baseball thing and and the basketball one these people are going to be probably have to be tested in the morning then they can go to the game then when they get back from the game they'll have to be tested again so again you you can't be taking those tests away if there's a limited supply yeah, so that that's exactly. that's item number one is okay how can we make it so there's you know an unlimited amount of tests and, and
2: then you let's say so then you have enough tests but where are we playing this game? Are there fans in there? Are our yep. players ready to go? Are our players ready? I'm thinking basketball, Rudo, hockey. Are they ready for the playoffs?
4: No. The, the NHL's current proposal says whatever happens whenever the league comes back, they're already planning mini camps A for mini every camp. team before they get started. So This
2: that is why – I, I mean, I know how much money is on the table, and especially with the broadcasting rights and all that. Yeah. Like These leagues are going to do everything they can to make this happen, but to me, the practicality of this is slipping through their fingers like sand.
3: Well, I just think you you can't look at it like it, it's going to be normal. It's going to be super abnormal. And I right. think once you just have to come to grips with the fact that it's going to be weird. You're going to have to ask a lot of the players. You're going to have to ask a lot of everyone to say, look, for us to make this work, 100% of everyone has to be on the same page here or just dot a part of this. You're going to have to literally – have security on the floors of the hotel rooms of the, where these people are staying to make sure that they aren't, you know, sneaking out to go meet up with an Instagram model at night. Like literally, you know, so it's, it's going to be super weird if they, if they're going to make it work, especially on a short timeline here, you know, in the next couple months, it's going to be weird. They're going to, they're going to have to do it. And the, the product will probably suffer a little bit. Like Paul Millsap dribbling a ball on grass, <laughs> Is not going to prepare him <laughs> for playing real NBA That's games. That's
2: all I'm going to think about what, every time he loses a dribble.
1: <laughs> oh, God. Like Ruto was saying, though, it is really interesting that this player has tested positive two weeks later because... Um, the senators are the team that have the five other people who tested positive and both teams were in similar in the same locker rooms at some point, um, at the beginning of March. So that would make sense if someone had it, that other people would have it. Um, but it's crazy that it's two weeks later now from full quarantine and he just tested positive.
3: do you think do you guys think and and I'm not I don't really have a take on this either way but do you think that because it was so removed from the actual cancellation of the season that there were that the the avs or the nhl actually had a responsibility to even share this?
4: Um I mean that's up for debate. I the avs as an organization they didn't even share the first one, the first positive test until the player had recovered. So uh, the organization obviously obviously believes that there is reason to share it and At very least, I think it gives a bit better timeline for the league. Mm. If people are still testing positive in April, it's obviously not coming back in April with everything else already going on. But you have to be realistic and say, look, if this season playoffs really, the the reality is regular season is extremely unlikely to be finished, comes back by the start of June, that's a really good timeline at this point.
3: Yeah, th- I guess that's that's the main thing is that because in we can probably assume that this was uh, contracted outside of hockey.
6: Safe um, assumption. Yeah.
3: yeah. So maybe you know the league almost uses this as a a memo to players saying like hey like you know if this happens again two weeks from now then the whole timeline gets pushed back again yep, right. like we need you guys to cooperate in terms of uh, of quarantining yourselves yep.
1: uk denver nuggets has a good point though he wrote in the periscope to be fair he could have just gone to the supermarket and gotten it it's not really that crazy it, could, it didn't have to be him like partying breaking or, quarantine or, sure. exactly like he could have just But I think it it can still
2: be used as an an example to drive home the importance of doing everything you can, because this is a one week link thing, right? If if a group of people aren't doing it, the whole league's not coming back. So,
4: I mean, let's be honest. These are professional athletes. They have plenty of money. They can get their groceries delivered if they need to. They can use a lot of systems that some people can't afford to use to help their quarantine specifically if it's trying to get the nhl back as fast as possible
5: yep okay so how about this scenario then because Mm -hmm. if we're getting started but you got to do like your mini camps or whatever in june and then nhl and nba playoffs last a good long while we could have a scenario where all three of our leagues are playing their playoffs or postseason in october or september october like they're all right there at the same yep. time and then football's getting started i vote for them oh all goodness. in october let's make october 2020 it's... the greatest sports because mo- really we're gonna need be it
1: rocktober I, I, this yeah the,
5: i love I the idea it sure. won't happen
2: i, I know sure. shut up rudo it's like that old mitch Hedberg joke he's like i like to pinch the cord of my microphones so then all my jokes come out at once when i let go it's like this is what we're doing with sports and i'm kind of that would be kind of awesome. If you freeze oh us God. out on everything for months and you bring it all back at the same time.
3: The
1: bar would be so wild. Yeah, that would
2: be insane.
1: <laughs> my
3: my uh, my preference is 4th of July. You've got baseball, playoff hockey and playoff basketball all at the same time. Oh.
1: Yeah, well sticking on this topic, we are going to answer some of the questions that we got on the DNVR lounge, which is our new discord chat members only where all of our members, if you're subscribed to the, um, the DNVR.com, you get to chat with us with all of your fellow members and it is a very great place to just talk sports and escape the rest of the world. Um, so Thane Kramer asked, for Mr. Brendan vote. if Something. the Chinese Basketball Association is able to return to play in the next couple of weeks, would there be any scenario where those games are televised in the U.S.?
2: Excellent question. Probably not, right? Because of all the complications there um, before in relations and then obviously just the broadcasting rights. Probably not, but would there be any sort of effort by by some sort of um broadcaster provider maybe i'm sure but i don't know how you would like my guess is that's a very very complicated process i um, dealing with china
1: all right well we've got some fun ones coming up now guys
3: we could use some fun
1: i know the first one what well, i i don't know which one to do there's there's a few fun ones all right let's start with count locula is cereal soup oh god
2: absolutely not <laughs> No, that's why I call it cereal.
1: Yeah, no way. I agree. It is definitely I call, not soup.
2: I call all of my soup, soup. And uh, so if it's not called soup, it's not soup.
1: <laughs> Isn't Soup is also like warm. Cereal yeah. is cold.
2: Then, it's co- you, oh,
3: sorry, then I you start getting into like gazpacho. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So there are cold, there are chilled soups, but they're few and far between. Cereal is Cereal soup is soup there's a very clear de- definition that separates
2: the yeah and you know what milk isn't broth yeah. milk, milk is not broth
1: <laughs> all right so we got a no from Ryan a no from Brendan a no from me
5: Drew yeah no i'm no. Yeah, i'm with you. yeah I'm, I'm in on this Rudo stuff.
4: definitely not soup there's all two right. times to eat cereal all right breakfast and midnight snack right <laughs> You don't eat soup for either of those. Great
2: people's. point. Excellent. <laughs> Mic drop from Rudolph. Uh, good soup morning.
4: The... Just, just want some
6: tomatoes. <laughs> yeah. right. Nobody's
3: doing
1: that.
2: Just waking up at one thirty for a little late night chicken noodle. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right. Next question. Since this is all coming from the lounge, Craig L asks, on a scale of 10 to 10, how amazing is the DNVR lounge so far? Nuggets
2: chat's popping.
3: I was
1: overwhelmed. Poppin'. We had so many people join in right at 12 and my notifications were just going off on the app.
3: You know, I I said it about uh, on our podcast today and I just said like We've always had this amazing community, and the crazy thing is that there's there's always been kind of a barrier there, right? Like the community interacts with us, we interact back to the community, but there hasn't been a great place for those people to interact with each other other than like our physical creations like the bar or even the perch at Nuggets Games. But this has totally broken down... Mm-hmm. A barrier that really wasn't even there like you, you couldn't feel that the community still felt very together but i thought i think this just uh, intertwined the community and made it even stronger with you know the click of a button
4: yeah
1: totally agree
4: as uh the experienced discord user on this podcast i guess i i kind of saw it coming and how insane it got on day one <laughs> outrageous yeah seriously like hundreds of people chatting and if you're not in it yet, you got to accept the invite if you're a member to DNVR because you're missing out. The best part about it is so many people in this community, including ourselves, just want to talk sports. And this is a way where everyone can get their ideas out there, and there's a ton of talk. You can come up with an idea, and everyone can break it down and chat about how this is where the NHL could go for the playoffs. They could do a eight-team tournament with a best-of-three in the first round or whatever, and everyone's just bouncing ideas off of each other. And it feels like sports is almost still happening it's not of course but the community talking about it is still there
2: and one thing i've always hated as like a reader or digester of content is when the local beat guy seems like he's in some ivory tower and the rest of us are out here having fun on the lawn or whatever and when i got into this i never wanted to, to feel removed from nuggets twitter or the people i want if you're sitting at home and you're a nuggets fan hopefully i just give you a better sense of what it would be like for you to be there yeah. Discord is really like for me I'm just like for us to all chat or together you know what I mean like it removes any sort of barrier in between us and
4: I'm much more comfortable The beat guys are just another person in this chat room Exactly like. yeah just another also, person
2: on the timeline
1: I also feel like it's a safe space to ask questions or clarify on things like if you're a Nuggets fan and you're in mm-hmm. that Broncos chat asking like oh I kind of want to get in on this I feel like our community has always been so respect respectful and kind and like welcoming. So I feel like yeah. this is just going to make that stronger for people who may be Nuggets fans who want to hop in the Avs um, chat and kind of learn some more about the Avs and vice versa on all the sports. So I feel like it's a safe space for people to go to talk sports, learn about other sports and just really feel like a part of a community. All right. We've got some questions on the Periscope. Uh, shame Bruto into getting an AVI on there from... One and only, oh. Eric.
4: <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, Eric. I already have one.
1: <laughs> and then Fane commented in your response, Brendan, saying, no Chinese basketball. Ugh, I thought I might find some distraction in live sports from China. We there might got... be a way
3: to stream it or something. Yeah,
2: streaming it online. Sure. I just You're not going to pull it up on American cable TV. Yeah.
1: Then he the, said, the "WWE Chinese is games, not you're gonna have a." have to go
4: pretty deep to stream. Yeah, that's a good point. You might not
6: be.
2: <laughs> you
1: might like ruin your computer. So we're not advocating. For
5: that. The dark Reddit, the upside yeah. down. Catch yeah. any other kind of virus either. Yeah. WWE
1: yeah. is not a sport, Drew. How do you feel about that one?
5: No, it's it's not a sport. <laughs> it is, it's it's like, yeah, I'm not an idiot. Yeah, no, I mean it's not it's definitely not legitimate it's performance athletic. art. Yeah, Ugh. but it's athletic and it's yeah. challenging and it's you can get very hurt doing it. So I
1: think what ruined WWE for me was <laughs> my brothers thinking it was real when they were younger it and like actually mind. hurting themselves and having to go to the hospital because like one cracked open his yeah. cheek, the other cracked open like his head. And just like doing all these moves on my parents' bed. So I think that's that's what ruined it for. Me.
2: One time I went to RKO my friend off the diving board and we both slipped on the diving board. So I just RKO'd him onto the diving board. <laughs>
5: That
2: was, a, that was a scary 20 minutes. <laughs> oh <my laughs>
1: God,
5: I really hope I didn't kill my best friend. Oh
1: go. my God. And they then... used to
5: put those do not try this at home warnings on. They don't do that anymore. Nope. No, no, yeah. no. it's a fair game
0: now. That's right.
5: <laughs> yeah, no. they, Do it all you want. They convinced enough people that it was fake now. But... <laughs> yeah.
1: All right. And then we got RK. Why are you repping a green screen? Shouldn't that be a black and gold?
3: Well, he said green wall. You green said wall. it correctly by saying a green screen, which answers mm-hmm. the question in itself. It's a, <laughs> it's a green screen. So you nope. can, wow. uh,
4: nope. closet Rams fan confirmed. Uh,
3: oh. the, if I made the, it, it's so that you can, you know, create the background for whatever you want, if you're doing a video, uh, and you do it, you use a color that no one would ever wear under any wow. circumstances Hey,
1: as an Eagles fan and as just a green lover in general, green is my favorite color. So Same. you better back off.
3: Drew is also a green lover. Oh. Yeah. Um,
1: That doesn't mean I'm a Rams fan. I just love the color green.
3: Uh, Yeah. Well, like if it was black and gold, then everything, everything I ever wear would blend in with the background.
1: All right, let's move on. (laughs) Um, We've got, let's see more, more of a serious one in a sense Uh, in honor of the NFL all decade team being announced. What are your biggest sports or personal memories in the 2010s? Wow. Let's start with is anyone have something right off the bat?
2: I got one right off the bat. Uh, All right. Two thousand and eleven. St. Louis Cardinals won a World Series.
1: Okay. Games. Nice. Never heard of them.
2: Six, probably the best baseball game ever played. Definitely. <laughs>
1: oh, I muted him. <laughs> <laughs> No, no. I can't hide you. Remove oh, from no. stream.
2: Oh my
6: God. <laughs> oh. All right, you're back on there.
1: I removed you from the stream, though. You better be careful, guys. I have all the power hey, now.
2: I'm just answering the question. <laughs> answering the question.
1: <laughs> all right, Ryan, we'll oh, go happen. next with you.
3: I mean, probably the rise season for the buffs. Um, even though it ended in flames, the, the rise itself... Was uh, amazing. We got a little glimpse of it on Pac-12 Network the other night, watching some of those games. I mean, it's just like it illuminates to me the best part of being a sports fan, which is going through the struggles yeah. for the you know the one season that's magical. I mean, the Rock Rockies can definitely relate to that with 2007, and like it's just like even it doesn't even ma- like it obviously sucks, but it doesn't even matter that it's all gone right back to where it was before after the rise. Like just having that one time where everyone came together to support that team was really special.
1: Ruto, you go. I'm grabbing another beer.
4: The (laughs) Avs have been reliving this, this whole week with game 82 to make it into the playoffs game two of Calgary with Nathan McKinnon's overtime goal and the left pad save from Grubauer and then Kale McCarr tonight. Uh, It's hard to beat all the recent ones because the 2010s was a pretty dark decade for the Avs for the most part. Um, yeah, the 13-14 season was great with the ABS winning another division title, but obviously the season didn't turn out the way everyone wanted. So past couple of years have been the best moments for the Avs by a long shot.
1: Drew?
5: Yeah, it's pretty similar for the Rockies. You know, they really fell out of it in the first part of the decade Had some pretty miserable years. Um, from an on-field perspective, this is very easily the – game in Chicago the wild card win over the Chicago Cubs and how amazing Kyle Freeland was and uh, uh, Tony Walters getting the, the game winning hit up the middle uh, but from a, a personal perspective for me it's actually the wild card the year before and and people who know you know the story of uh, me driving down there with a bunch of media people in my car and uh, heading south and uh, planning an all night drive and busting the hell out of my girlfriend's car on the way <laughs> down there And uh, getting stuck on the side of the highway and having to call our friend Larry Patrick, who is another (laughs) reporter for the Rockies and the mayor of Walsenburg, Colorado, um, to just come and pick us up out of the kindness of his heart and drive us another eight hours Uh, South. We stopped in, I want to say Santa Fe and got a hotel room so we could sleep for three hours. And that was all the sleep we got the night before as we continued to chug forward, Uh, literally got to the hotel room and enough time to take a shower, get to the ballpark. And there's Bud Black going, Hey, glad to see you can make it down. Going to play ourselves a wild card game today. Then just the craziest game we've ever seen in our lives. And we don't know if we're driving to LA the next day or going back home to Colorado. And then we end up recording a podcast at three o'clock in the morning after <laughs> just one of the craziest games I've ever seen. And it was, it was, it was something. It really was a memorable, uh, it, it was a lot, but I'll hopefully never forget that.
1: <laughs> that is an awesome story. Moving on to another fun one, Ben from Denver Nuggets, UK if you all had to battle to the death and you could only use the tools of the sports you cover, Drew, Drew. who wins? He baseball. Has a
5: baseball bat. <laughs> and a baseball. So yeah. I've got distance yeah. attacking and uh, close range. But <laughs> a baseball bat seems like it would do well.
3: Could I use um, like the post of the goal post from a football just to like fend
2: Drew off? <laughs>
1: You, you have think helmets You can too. carry that. You
2: can swing helmets. Oh, you know we have
1: seen that as a method. <laughs> then, Rudo has
2: two <laughs> knives on the bottom of his feet. Yeah. He's
4: a, oh, oh, good I, point. I guess you could you could don't attach the blades. Yeah, you could make that work.
3: I still think it's gonna. You're gonna be. You're gonna have yeah, a hard no. time getting close range enough to. Yeah, the reach of the bat is swing taking of the me bat. down
2: for sure. I'm the. I'm the first one in the gulag here, man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you <laughs> can play some dodgeball. That's like yeah. your method with the basketball. That's pretty yeah. much you, it.
3: You could try to like, uh, like strangle us with the laces. Yeah, the shoes. Yeah,
4: sure. yeah,
1: try and get that close with blades and a baseball. I'm, s- I'm
4: sneaky. <laughs> I
1: yeah, you're
5: in
4: trouble. Well football and hockey pads could take a bat swing I, w- I was gonna say now if
5: rk and rudo get to wear pads
3: i'm telling you a baseball bat to the head even with a football <laughs> helmet on is still <laughs>
1: <you out>. don't <laughs> try that at home kids. no i was just gonna say i we... know you're bored at quarantine but no one try that at home we've got some
3: instagram content <laughs> i mean i have a helmet and
2: a baseball bat in my house right
3: Ryan,
1: now
2: no <laughs> now we just need to be allowed to go to a park together.
5: A 20 some odd years, the next alley is saying, I used to like baseball, but then my brother started smashing <laughs> each other with bats after listening to this podcast.
1: There you can't, go. Can't That's, like
5: it anymore. It's
1: very true. All right. Um okay. We've got, we're almost done. Throughout this time as Broncos GM, has John Alway been a success or failure overall?
3: Easy, 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 easy question. An, an, a, an absolute success. Um,
2: they
4: won. Yeah, I they mean, got a champ. He won.
3: He, he banned his two Super Bowls, won one Super Bowl, five division titles in a row. I mean, not only has he been a success during his time as Broncos GM, he, you could make the case that he's very easily a top three GM in the NFL during that time.
1: That's that's a good point. Then he followed up with, "Who is the best GM in Colorado sports Sag- right now?" Is it Sag- 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 I think Sag- 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 for right? sure. I think be- we can all agree with that.
3: Not I like good. how uh, Jokic is getting in your head there, Brendan.
2: Sag- I know. Sag- I can't. I can't do these <laughs> anymore. It's completely threat I do it all the time.
5: Um. Yeah. You, did
1: you hear that one? Who is the best GM in Colorado sports right now? the four of Dumb. us sack
5: it. I, yeah, can i I'll go get another beer <laughs>
3: <laughs> come on make the case for jeff bride it's come on do it There you,
5: you know what's funny we were talking about i can't remember whatever the context of the conversation is but like at the end of 2018 which of our four sports which team was at the best it was the rockies they they had gone to yep. two back-to-back post seasons they'd been building this talent for a while. They got superstars at third and short. They've got the best pitching they've ever had in their organization's history. And all their players are 25. Um, Now, a lot of those things are still true. The problem is the 2019 season happened. And so now everyone thinks none of that's real. And the GM is an idiot. What I think is funny is I have no shot at winning this at all today. I I wouldn't, I will convince zero people that Jeff Breidich is the best GM in Colorado sports, but what, now, the, the season's all weird and stuff, but what would have happened if they made it again? What if they bounced back? And it turns out 2019 was just silly nonsense. They win 90 games again. Now, Jeff Breidich has the Rockies in the postseason three out of four years. They do still have Nolan Arenado as long as, oh, back to Rudo's thing, they've got him as long as they've got him, you know, and enjoy it while he's I there. Think,
1: I think it depends on, though, with the, the four of us said Sakic right off the bat because of... Right. how far they've made it into the yeah. playoffs. So Three even years if the ago, Rockies... everyone wanted
4: Sackick's head. They're yeah. not that different of a situation if they do hit the turnaround and make the playoffs like the Abs did.
1: Yeah, I think the, the Rockies definitely could improve and, and everyone's opinions on Jeff Breidich could change um, a bit. But if you're thinking overall at this moment from the seasons that we've seen, I think Sackick is just the immediate...
3: And, and oh, yeah. that's that illuminates how fast things can change because the truth is if John Elway takes this iteration of the Broncos back to the playoffs and Drew Locke ends up being a hit and is a star like I think he's going to be, well, now he's vaulted himself right back into the middle of the conversation. Right.
6: That's right.
1: true. Um, I
2: before, just think if you – oh, no, just in ahead. terms of like roster construction,
4: I mean the Avs are the most complete team in Denver. Easy. Right i would agree but like the thing is how much credit do you even give a gm sure they go out and acquire the players but they don't play on the ice <laughs> i know i know man yeah it's but awesome. i
3: mean the way that Sakic has built that team uh, you know drew dowdy said it best when he was mic'd up during the uh, yeah. the uh they got a lot of pretty good player how do these guys have so many pretty
2: good players yeah it's insane <laughs> yeah. insane
5: i will say from a degree of difficulty standpoint the nuggets and rockies uh, have to score much much higher it's just so so much harder to be a gm for the nuggets or the rockies than it is for the broncos or the abs
2: what makes makes evaluating tim connelly's job so tough though i mean this is just what it's like in basketball do do you give him it's the number one thing he did was draft Jokic, and so do you give him that credit did he get lucky you know what I mean? Was that Arturus' decision? And then also virtually every GM that we regard as, as good to great in the NBA has gotten lucky. Like that's yep. what you that's right. how it works, you know what I mean?
3: That's that's GMing though. Like yeah. the Avs got lucky that Kale McCarr ended up being the best player of that draft right. class despite being fourth overall.
1: Right. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, before we continue on the questions, you can tell Drew filled up. I just got a refill. If you are low on alcohol, your go-to place should be Davidson's Beer, Wine, and Spirits. They are offering curbside or delivery, so definitely check them out. Download their app today for incredible deals and sign up for their loyalty program. During these times, I feel like I've definitely just... uh, A beer every once in a while in the day or every other day really keeps me excited, which maybe that's a bad thing to say. Um, But I feel like everyone's been enjoying their Breck Brews a little more. You can from Davidson's Beer, Wine, and Spirits. You can get the Breck Brew 15 can sampler, or Strawberry Sky, or Resolution. Any of those great beers. So definitely be sure to check out Davidson's. They have two locations in Centennial and highlands ranch we got a question on the periscope saying favorite athlete outside of denver sports
3: mm, good, good question wow mm.
1: mine would be uh Ertz for the philadelphia eagles
3: easy pick
6: I know. <sighs> doesn't
5: count
3: i'm struggling uh-huh. here i mean everyone knows i really love kyler murray so. that's your
1: that's i would have thought your that would birds be your cardinals yep
3: my um, For no other reason than I just really like Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury.
4: I have two. Go, rip. Alex Ovechkin, greatest awesome. hockey goal scorer of all time. I, if you disagree, you're wrong. Sorry. Uh, and then Connor McDavid is just a joy to watch as a hockey player. It hurts when he's playing the abs because he usually <laughs> scores a hat trick against them. But against everyone else, it's just fun to watch him ruin kids.
1: Yeah, definitely watching Ovi when I lived in DC like started my love for hockey. Just watching him on the ice was just every time I went to at that point the um oh my god, I forgot what the stadium used to be called. Whatever. The stadium the Caps play in or the arena the Caps play in. Um Is Capital One. Now. Oh yeah, it's oh, Capital yes, One. Oh yes, it was it used the, to Verizon be the Verizon Center. But yeah. One, it was just crazy. Every single person in that stadium had an OV jersey almost yeah. always
2: for me it's probably Yadier Molina maybe LeBron James I just
5: love LeBron I'm a shameless Stan
1: <laughs> all right Drew
5: uh mine are mostly pitchers I just love watching great pitching so like I'm a big Jacob deGrom fan uh I got one that makes Rockies fans mad uh I've always been a big fan of Zach Greinke mm. um I just I like the way he pitches Ryan I like a face. weird <laughs> Um, I just, he's, he's really got an extraordinary approach to the game of baseball that I I have a great deal of respect for, even though he has owned the Rockies over the years and it's infuriating. Um, I, I, I just think he's a remarkable pitcher who tops out at 91 miles an hour on the fastball has been for a decade now, an elite level guy. And he's got some like anxiety things that are like, he's, he's battling a lot. And I just, I really appreciate what that dude does
4: safe pick on the on the roid scale as well all you have to do is look at that guy and know he was not on the <laughs> yeah.
5: right. cheated. back in the day my pick that would really mess up rocky's fans was tim lincecum for very similar reasons i was a huge fan of tim lincecum yeah you got uh, me mad i'm angry <laughs> <laughs> interdivisional guys i know and usually i wouldn't do that uh it's hard to get me to like a giant and Granky was even a dodger there for a minute and so like like as a Diamondback, I could handle. It. Now that he's with the Astros again, I almost feel like I can root for Granky again.
3: Uh, the Astros? Are you
5: yeah. sure about that? <laughs> hey man, they're they're stealing signs at the plate. I don't care about what the pitchers are doing. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> Next up, in a quick, quick fashion, how did everyone end up at DNVR? So I want like huh. a two two to three sentences or less. I can go first because I mine is pretty quick. I started off as a BSN Buffs intern, and then I moved up to working with BSN Buffs while I was at CU, and then from there, I moved up in the company. Three sentences. Go.
3: Uh, Brandon Spano reached out to me when I was still in college and said, I'm trying to start this really cool thing. Denver sports fans deserve better coverage, and we're going to give it to them. And I said, yeah, that sounds like a thing I want to be a part of.
1: All right. Drew?
5: Yeah, pretty much similar story. I was blogging and Brandon reached out to me, said, hey, you want to meet for lunch? Here's what I, I got doing. Uh, it was right at the very, very beginning of the company. And we just had one meeting where we talked about what it was he wanted to do. And I was on board. I w- was, I think, the next day.
1: Ruto?
4: Reddit, YouTube, AJ plucked me out of obscurity. <laughs> <laughs> uh
3: That's our best. That's like our best. Uh, uh, uncovering a gem ever.
1: (laughs) And Brendan
2: Uh, moved to Denver on a whim to cover the Denver Nuggets. Met Adam Mares. Climbed on his back. (laughs) You can see
3: everything from up there. Yeah, it's
2: (laughs) way better vantage (laughs) point.
1: All right, and before we finish off, I'm going to have you guys list your sports. In order, your favorite sport. So you like, eh, whatever sport. We'll do, we'll do college football, college basketball, baseball, um, hockey, NBA, NFL. All right. Do you guys need a second to think?
2: I think I can do it.
1: Okay, Brendan. I
2: hate this. Basketball, baseball, college football, NFL, hockey. But that's the hockey isn't a preference. It's a it's ignorance. I don't, I don't watch it, and
1: it's also because you, uh, your season is during the same direct nine, overlap, dude. So I just don't have
2: me. the, the energy,
5: yeah.
1: Okay, uh, Drew, you got yours.
5: Mine's Produ- kind of weird. <laughs> I don't know. Any, do you wrestling? Need uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. WWE <laughs> Rocket League, <laughs> yeah, right? Um. Well, OK, so if I'm going based on like right now or like over the course of my life, because over the course of my life, it's been like baseball no, right one right now, right now, right now. <laughs> right yeah. now, right now. Give well, us every five no, years. Not
1: like Give in, me that hockey one. Yeah, that hockey in, like, one is quarantine. coming right now.
5: So baseball one, hockey two. My man. For me right now, NBA three, uh, then NA- NFL, then college basketball and then college football down the
1: all right, Ryan. I,
3: I can't, like, I, <laughs> when, I was a ki- when I was a kid, uh, people used to say, what's your favorite sport? And I would just say, whatever one I'm playing in that exact moment. And that's exactly how I feel about this. Like, whatever game is on, that is my favorite sport. I will say that college football is my true love, uh, my first love. But I, I really
1: No, love- you have to pick in a preference of what you – if all of these teams were playing at the same time – what is your preference in Good picking them?
3: I I'll figure out a way to get enough screens up.
1: <laughs> 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 all um, right, I'll give you okay, more right. time to think if you so, need. So
3: no, would you, you
2: would that. take college football over NFL.
3: Yes, college football, like if you're asking me like I get to go to a game, I'm I'm going to a college football mm-hmm. game. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess uh, I guess it would be <laughs> college football, NFL, hockey, basketball, baseball. But, like, that's so unfair that baseball goes last because I love baseball.
1: <laughs> I think – well, you forgot college basketball in there.
3: Oh, college basketball is just – like, it's just there's a, the NBA.
2: There's a Rapids fan right now just pulling their hair out. <laughs> How
5: dare you?
1: Dare uh, UK Denver Nuggets said, I feel your pain, RK. Um, mine would have to be NFL uh, – um. NFL, hockey, college football, college basketball, baseball, NBA. I think that's okay.
3: right. That's right, yeah.
1: I, mm. I like basketball. It's uh, like you said, it's, I don't like it to be down there, but out of preferences on what I'm watching, those are the ones I'm watching.
4: Yeah, made us do
6: this. I,
3: do I know. I know.
4: It's, it's not right. It's not right. <laughs> if I don't say anything. You think you think she'll remember she didn't do Rudeau, me. Bruno, go! Uh, hockey, minor league hockey, no. junior <laughs> hockey, college hockey, European hockey, Russian <laughs> hockey, Russian <laughs> Rudeau, hockey. As distinct you know from those European... aren't
1: the rules.
4: hockey, <laughs> baseball, basketball, probably college basketball, and then football, college football. All right. And the same, like, I like all of the sports. I just don't watch football at all, basically.
1: Yeah. I feel like, I think we, to work in sports, like, the way that we do, we all really do watch pretty much every team um, as much as we can, at least, including the Raptors in there. Um, and I know we've, we've got some Rapids fans as well. So I feel like just being a sports fan, we just watch all the sports. If probably.
3: there were... More mm-hmm. hours in the day, I would also find a way to become a die-hard soccer fan. Like, I like the sport of soccer so, a lot.
2: It's a the thing is, it's like for us, particularly this group, like, we're so committed to all this stuff. The the few free stretches of a week that you would have, you got you would have to fill with soccer, like getting up early on a Saturday morning.
1: Oh, yeah, like, you know what mean, I mean?
4: Before college football starts. I'm filling that time longer. with uh, with rugby now, so. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yep, we are still doing a bunch of DNVR watches, so be sure to stay tuned for that this weekend. Speaking of college sports, we have got the Buffs 1990 National Championship game going on for DNVR watches Saturday at 1:30 p.m. Then the Rams are watching a Rocky Mountain Showdown game, one of the one of the very few they won.
5: Yeah. <laughs> oh. Can't even let
3: them have it. I want to stand up for Rams fans. Here. It's they've won 22 total just in like that's hundreds funny. of years.
1: <laughs> okay, but hundreds. I just I, I just need a little jab. But they are watching the 2002 Rocky Mountain Showdown, which you know for Rams fans that's a really good one. So I would definitely recommend checking that one out. And then we've also yeah we're done with Love Is Blind. That's pretty weird. It's weird to say, guys. I don't like it. <laughs>
4: I'm all right with it. You can <laughs> come Drew, watch the Rocket s- League tournament on Twitch instead. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. I heard people in the Discord were trying to bet on your games.
4: Supposedly, <laughs> some Hearthstone games were going down. I I think they just bet on me winning, which it turned out to be a good bet at the time. So. It, it kind of looked like
3: you were playing poker, so it seemed like betting
4: was appropriate. <laughs> Fair enough.
1: Well, we've got a lot of things coming to you next week over the weekend. We're trying to keep you guys as entertained as possible. Keep us entertained as well. Definitely, if you're a member, go sign up for the Discord. If you're not a member, you get all of the content from all the sports we cover plus the Discord, plus a free shirt. It's a pretty good deal, and you get members deal of the week. The deal of the week this week is this amazing hat that three of us are wearing hats on this podcast. Um, So definitely check all of that out, and we will see you all next week.
2: This
4: hat's the best one.
2: My friends, Rudo. Rudo for the win.